Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today on the show, Ali Amadi, the CMO at Sego, a uh, research firm, and she's gonna explain what you guys do in a bit. But first of all, can you elaborate a little bit more on your background, Ellie? What what made you the CMO at Sego at the moment? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I joined Sego, which formerly known as Lessinger Group, until about a couple of months ago. Um, and I, you know, I typically pick roles where I fall in love with the job description. Does it provide me something and you know they diversify my skill set my knowledge or my ability to tap into something new am i going to um, take on a new adventure and challenge so the opportunity obviously for me to be a first-time cmo and tackle a rebranding of a nearly six decade old organization that had gone through a lot of changes in the past few years was um an exciting challenge that i wanted to be a part of so i spent uh, the year and a half up until March that I had spent there just on the rebranding project, which we officially launched in, in March 1. Now we are Sago, where a lot of people knew us from Sussinger Group. So that was the reason, you know, now, now we're the aftermath of trying to settle in and still trying to communicate who we are and what Sago does. But that is the reason why I'm here at Sago. Cool, cool. So what what exactly, what kind of research do you do at Sago? Yeah, we're market, we're a market research and data collection agency. We are probably one of the most, if not the most, comprehensive um, offering. We have the most comprehensive offering offering of suite of solutions and products for market research. So, in a nutshell, we provide adaptive solutions that to scale for your business. So, we provide adaptive solutions that you can drive confident decisions from. That's what that's who we are. Mm-hmm. So what kind of companies typically benefit from that research? Yeah, historically, we've worked with a lot of insight providers, and that's why, um, and other market research for, firms. So there's a lot of kind of a competition that can happen in our industry, but brands to, you know, very much use market research. And now we're starting to also work very directly with brands. So we had been, you know, one of the reasons we rebranded is because of, you know, who the people that knew us and the perception they had of the company, the company that had become very innovative through the acquisitions and that have, we have made in the past several years. And it was time for us to all be unified under one name and one umbrella so that people, for example, didn't know one of the acquisitions we have, which is DIY tool as Methodify or as, oh, 2020 research, right? Everybody is now Seiko part of one team, but we are working with all brands across all uh, sectors and segments, we still continue to work with our partners and insight providers and other market research firms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as a marketer, and a lot of marketers are listening in on our podcast, we all know that research is something you should be doing. But in practice, I see a lot of marketers struggling with market research. They don't have the budget allocated for research they assume a lot so if they're for example if marketers are are creating personas um, i think you should be doing research or you should have research done by a research firm for you 
Um, but a lot of marketers base uh, base their personas and and other marketing campaigns on assumptions. What what's your take on that? How is 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 research something that should be done in every sector in every company size, or is it specifically meant for specific marketers and markets? No, there is a solution out there, and we probably have it for every size organization. Uh, that needs to listen to their customer. And that's what I call it. When I talk to a lot of other marketeers and I say, well, how do you listen to your customer? How do you hear from them? Um, you know, a lot of us are familiar with the, with the online surveys that we see or the polls that we, you know, people put on LinkedIn. Those are all forms of a research and survey that you can directly hear from your customer. So it's more important than ever to now listen to them. Um, because of all this, the, you know, the loss of the cookie and the tracking opportunities that have been happening, you know, we've been talking about this probably a few years ago, and we're still continuing to talk about it. But, you know, we haven't reached the full scale, but we're kind of headed there. We're starting to see the small parts where, um, where browsers, where companies are starting to stop tracking the behavior because of all the, the, the restrictions and the regulations that are in the market. So more than ever, hear, hearing directly from your customer becomes important. It, historically, a lot of B2C companies have been taking advantage of this for many, many years, but I am seeing a lot of my peers in B2B stepping up and understanding the value of market research. And so we're seeing it across all, all verticals and segments. Mm -hmm. We had these discussions earlier on the on the podcast about the loss of third-party cookies and the importance of basically owning your own rails, your own data as a company. And I think you phrase it very well that market research can be a, a very important aspect in owning your own rails. Could mm -hmm. you elaborate a little more on this? How do, do these insights help you and how is this different from the world today? Yeah, um, I'll give you an example, a personal example of a maybe a third party cookie where you're tracking my behavior across and you know you're you're buying this potential. So I travel quite a bit, right? And many times I happen to be with my family and my my nieces where they get a hold of my phone, right? So they're browsing all kinds of stuff on Snapchat, TikTok, on YouTube. Right. One of my nieces is very obsessed with this this line of um, uh, scrub shower scrub that she has like 50 of them in her shower. And, you know, if you were if you were that company and you're tracking this, you see me as a target. You either see me as a target that every few months that I need to purchase this product or you think I'm, you know, looking at my other behavior. You might think I'm an absent mother who only sees their child maybe once every three, four months. Neither of those things are true about me. But if they were to ask me directly in some shape or form how I feel about this product, you're going to get that direct answer from me and you will figure out if I'm the right target audience for you. So that's just one example of where this, what we call zero party data or first party data can help you get closer to your audience and understand who they are. Um, are there patterns? Are there buying signals and opportunities? So and there's a lot of different ways you can do this. You can do it by um, very old school, traditional way that market you know market research used to be done by focus groups, or you can do it by a video chat. You can you can hire experts like us to 
do any of those things or create an online survey for you or DIY tools that are out there that you could do concept testing, product testing, ad testing with a with a, with a segment of the audience that you select or simply come to you know organizations like us and say I am looking for a group of people that has this criteria. Do you have this population that I can tap into and learn about them? All of these things translate into if first party data because you're reaching out to them, you're getting their consent to provide you with that information and therefore it's more trusted not only from your side, they can trust that data, but they also trust you because you're owning the, the information you're getting from them and you're taking them along on that journey. So for example, if you're asking people about product usage or what they like about a product, if they provide a feedback that they see the change in what you, the changes you make in that product, they're going to be more loyal to you because they see that you listen to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's very, that's making things very clear and and understandable for for marketers that are listening i guess but um and and it's also um clear that there is a solution out there for every marketer whether it's a b2b or a b2c marketer a small or or a big company um could you share some of the results that you have seen or some of the stuff that you guys have achieved with a customer that you thought was very impressive? Uh, yes, I mean, obviously I can't name any any clients, but, you know, we, because we do so much, so many different, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think a lot of times we help change the world, right? We help not only give voice to the customer, but we help change the world by the, by the feedback that they provide. You know, and an interesting example is we work with a very large retailer with their loyalty card program. And we were able to connect that to our panel or our first party data um, or sample, whatever audience, whatever it may be called. And whenever, and we were we were able to integrate with our CRM. So whenever, let's say me, Ellie, as one of um, their card holders and their the, in the loyalty program, you know, acted on something and had an activity, that information would feed into their information in the CRM so they could understand, oh, Ellie did this based on this advertising or Ellie buys X with these coupons. So there's, you know, a lot of that information that you can, that we were able to provide to them by just very simple integration of our panel to the, to their CRM. So that's just, you know, one example that, that I can provide. Love it, love it. So for the marketers that are listening, you have already given some tips and on, on how to start. Uh, there's all kinds of solutions out there. Um, one of the final questions that I would have here is that is a, is a question that I hear from marketers when talking about market research. Is obviously they always um, assume that it's that is a high cost thing. So huge mm -hmm. investments need to be done when you do uh, market research properly. What's your take on that? You know, there's different pricing for what you choose to do. Obviously, if you ask for a very niche audience that's difficult to find and you want to bring them in because you want to have maybe an hour um, of interview where you're hiring a, you know, an expert to conduct the interview, you don't want them to know who you are. You're asking someone like me, this is C-level, a number of questions and you want 15 of someone like me. It's probably going to cost you a little bit more than if you say, hey, I want to use your DIY tool platform and I want to just run some ad tests against my target audience or some um, concept testing on value prop. 
that's probably going to be a you know a cheaper form of research than if you went after a C level for something very niche that you're trying to launch. Um, or you know we see that in healthcare a lot. If you're going after a very um, niche type of expertise in healthcare, it's going to be harder for a research company to find that person who's going willing to sit down with us and provide. Um, answer. So it really depends, but the price range varies depending on what your what your goal is. I think the best um, starting point is to find out what you're trying to do. And a lot of times hiring experts like, like us and try to understand what you're trying to do, how you can get there, and what are the tools available to you that will ha- help answer a lot of those questions for you. And also, of course, the uh the results that you're going to get from the research and how that's going to basically work on on your bottom line, right? So, Absolutely. so that's that's the most important thing I would say. The final question that I would have for you is uh, because that's that's something I uh, that came up while you were talking. Um, is is market research a one-off thing or a one-time? That's an effort, or is this something that you would recommend doing continuously? It depends on what you're trying to do. And again, like for example, if you're trying to understand which ad performs better, you know, that might be a one-off project that you might have. If you're trying to stay in touch to understand how, you know, consumers are changing faster than they were before, consumer, consumer behavior. So trying to stay on top of that um, and continue to understand what how you need to pivot with how the consumer behavior is changing. And that's just not me as an individual, but that could be in a B2B organization as a buying committee, right? As players change, needs may change. So you have to continue that. Even for us, for example, when we did this rebranding, we have to continue to understand how what you know how our brand perception is changing out there so we did some surveys before we changed the the name of the organization and and the perception of the organization and now we're continuing to run that research to understand how we move the needle or what do people think of us before do we have the right positioning are we meeting the right needs of customers so that is going to be an ongoing example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love it so um for the listeners that um after this podcast might want to check out your offering i'm gonna uh, include a link in the uh, show notes to uh, sego's website as well as a link to your linkedin profile for the people that want to reach out to you directly Um, and with that i would like to thank you very much thank you so much for having me Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.